Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Beitzada Vargas, who is the founder and director of the nonprofit organization Samaritana del Pozo, which means Samaritan Women from the Well. And it is dedicated to supporting, mentoring, inspiring, and evangelizing women without husbands, divorcees, widows, and single mothers. She is also the author of Six Promises of Restoration for Women Without Husbands, which includes books, videos, and training for the leader. It has been used in more than 1,000 wells, which means women-led groups. She is also the author of two other self-published books, Never Again Will You Feel Alone, and the second book is Mentoring for a Woman Without a Husband. Thank you so much, Betiada, for being on Faith City Outreach to share your testimony and to share how the Lord has blessed your life and the thousands of women from the ministry that the Lord has given you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor for me to, um, to be with you here and to share with other people what God has done for me. All, all the accomplishments that you just um, mentioned were not possible if he will not reach me. He was the one looking for me. I accepted that calling, and the rest is a, a, is a blessing. It's been a blessing for me to be able to help so many women around the world. Betiada, before we even talk about your successful ministry um, that the Lord has given you, Please share your testimony. I read a little bit about it, but I want to hear it firsthand from you. Well, I, um, I became a Christian in 2011. So I always said that I'm like a new Christian. It's not been even 10 years. And um, I was Catholic for 39 and a half years. I always mention the half year because even a half year without God is a long time. <laughs> even a day. So 39 and a half years without reading the Bible, without having, um, without fear God, that was a long time. So in 2011, after I had a, a terrible past, um, my resume, I said my personal resume was horrible. I had, by the age of 35, I was already divorced, not one, not twice, but three times. I have two kids of different fathers and my life professional was good. My personal resume was not. So in 2011, I met, guess what? Another man. After my last husband, my third husband left me pregnant with my son. That is now 14 years old. Um, it was the worst time of my life. Uh, after that, I stayed by myself like four years. And then I met this man in 2011 that he was a Christian man. He met me on a Wednesday and he was the first person ever in the entire world in my entire 39 and a half years that invited me 
to an evangelical service or church. So I accepted, and on, on, on Sunday, I went. He is my husband, my fourth husband, and the person that evangelized me. So I'm grateful that he invited me to church, and God did the rest. I tell people, he didn't do anything. He just took me to church, and God took me from there. So I'm very grateful that I became a Christian because it's never late when God has a purpose for you, a purpose that I didn't know that I had, and I'm so grateful that I discovered it. Did you accept the invitation very easily, or was there hesitation? No, I did. I because you know why I in the, in the, on TV I used to watch some some evangelical things, but I I saw that like so far from me. Like I will never in my life will go to a church like that. But I I I wasn't uncomfortable. You know, my my mind was open. I was receptive. So when he told me, happens to be that the church was like five minutes from my home and I was never in an evangelical service. So I said, I go, I go with you. So I went the next day and I got two things. On Thursday, I got a Bible that I still have. It's a Bible story. I don't know how I got it that good, but I still have it. And I also got a decent dress because I didn't have any dress. And he told me, no pants or anything. It was a very, um, you know, traditional Baptist church. So I did. And I stayed there for four years, happily with my, I couldn't use pants or anything like that. And I never, never protested, never, I was happy, really. And when I was there on like on the third month, I was reading the Bible because you know that my first language is not English. So when they were singing and stuff, I said, I don't know what they are talking about. I, I couldn't understand. So I sat and read the Bible and I found the story of the woman of the world. You know what I did? I look around like, this is a joke. Just one like me in the Bible. Because for me, the Bible was like a, a faraway book that, ha- that, ha- that had nothing to be with me. And that old woman there was perfect. So when I found that woman there, it was the, the, that was the day that I knew that God was looking for me. And that he could use, him, use me for, for, for something one day. And that day is today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Five more years happened, and then we talk more uh, of that later, but um, I continue going to church Sundays and Wednesdays, Sundays and Wednesdays, and start reading the Bible and got in love with it. Right. And when I meant today, I meant the present time, you know, that he knew your heart. He knew when you were ready. Yes. And that is so beautiful. I love that about God, that he knows when is the perfect time to touch us, to change us, to reach us. Yes. I accepted and I never look back. It's not like, oh, I got cold and then I stopped going to church. That never happened with me. I just started and until today. Where were you born? In Puerto Rico. I came to the United States when I was 31 years old. After 9-11, all the economy there got in a bad shape. So I left and I came to Pennsylvania and I was there for 12 years. Wow. And then I came to Florida. I'm now in Florida. It's going to be um, 20 years soon that I'm here in the U.S. But Tiada, how, are you, how were you as a child? Well, my childhood was kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I came from a happy family, you know, and Puerto Rico families are big. I grew up with my mother and my grandmother was my neighbor. 
Uh, we eat whatever we found. We were poor people. I was, I grew up very, very poor with many, many needs. And I have the love of my aunts. I have a lot of aunts and they are like my sister because we are like a couple years of difference. So I was there in my grandma's house. But at the same time, when I was a child, I was abused by four family members sexually. I was sexually abused. And um, that is, is been not anymore, but it was hard for me all my life because I was um, carrying all that horrible stuff with me. Um, and I didn't know how to handle it, honestly. So it was a very hard um, childhood. I can tell you that I had a, a family that was um, supportive. I, I cannot tell you that. I love my mom. My mom is my neighbor, you know, really close by here and everything. But I, I had my many, many issues when I was a little girl. Who in your life impacted you the most, spiritually speaking, after you accepted the Lord into your life? I have news for you and for everybody that is listening tonight. Mira. Since I knew the Lord, I have nobody. I want, I know that many people need to know this. Nobody. As today, today, after four years of full-time ministry, I reached out to two women, mature women, asking them if they want to be my mentor. That's why I'm a mentor to so many other women. Because you know the importance. Because I know when you don't have that. I didn't have that when I was a, girl, uh, a teenager. I didn't have that when I was a girl. I didn't have it when I was married. And I don't have in my family that is no Christian. That is no good. They are nice people, but they, don't, they cannot give you what they don't have. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you I have an old that has a lot of wisdom. There is nobody to come to. That's, I, I, I became that person for so many women that they don't have nobody. Even as a Christian, God don't let me depend on anybody, not even on my husband. He never gave me a, a Bible class or anything like that. Or um, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't ask. It's that for some reason, God didn't allow it. You have no idea how many people I say, do you want to be my major? And they just disappear. They just, Oh, see, yeah, yeah, we're going to talk. And nobody, and I say, God, I, and I have an idea why he's doing that. I have to give him all the glory. I cannot say because this person or the other person, I have person that helped me with the ministry, like with computer or with whatever I need. But to mentor me spiritually, nobody. Do you think a lot of women are in your, were in, are in your shoes like that, experiencing the same thing? I am absolutely sure, based on what I hear, when I met women, they came to me. You have no idea how many um, messages I received in all, like a half million women tried to get in contact with us every month for something, writing, commenting, liking us, sending emails. And that's, wow. you know, the kingdom, the kingdom of God is very, um, is huge, it's immense. And this is just a little bit of what I, what I do is just a little bit. And there is a big need of people telling others, don't do it like that. Do it like this. Do, they are so appreciative. Sometimes the people say, how they like, how can you get 1,000 likes telling women, do not go to bed with any man that is not your husband. 
because mm. I, I tell them like that. And they say they appreciate that somebody cares about them and they are willing to tell them, hey, this is the right way. Don't do it that way because it's not going to work. I did it like that and it, and it didn't work. So they are very, very appreciative. Betiada, I know that the Lord is giving you this unique and interesting ministry called um, Samaritana del Pozo, which means Samaritan women from the well. It supports, it inspires, it educates women without husbands. When in your life did God put it in your heart to create this wonderful ministry? And I would have to say global ministry for women without husbands. You know what? It was December 27, 2015. And I know the day because I used to work for Social Security. Very busy life, you know? Imagine in an office of Social Security. I were there overtime, not full time. I were there full time plus overtime. And that week, the last week of 2015, I just got my house, bought my house, and I, I got a week to be able to decorate and everything. And the very first day, that day God talked to me. But this is the thing, God never talked to me before. So that day, when my husband came back, nothing was decorated in the house, and I was writing and writing, and he said, what happened to you? And I said, God talked to me, and I need to write. Because he, he won't let me in peace. It's like, um, and it wasn't something nice. It wasn't a voice that said, hey, you my chosen. It was bad. I was crying the whole day. I was like, what I was, what God was telling me was, you, you are so ungrateful. I be, I done so much for you and you're not telling nobody. And then it, it, it was 25 years. That was the last time that I wrote something. When I was in high school, I wrote my poem of the class. I was the, I, I got so many prizes with, because I, I used to wrote, uh, to write very nice. And um, I, I won some contests. And, um, then in, in December 27, 2015, I started, I, I, I went online and put out something like, how do you write to people these days? And it say blogger. And I did a blogging blogger. It's still there running around. And I say, hey, my name is Betsaida. And from today on, I'm going to be writing for a woman, a divorced woman. And I started like that, that day. And um, the rest is history. It's amazing what God has done with us in four years, because um, the, next, the next year, I took that time to do a website and, and was writing a little bit, but we launched the ministry in um, November, 2016. Oh, so two, 2016, wow. Yes, uh, publicly like um, social media and all that, 2016. And this the day before Thanksgiving. And I wanted a hundred women, I say in my mind, you know, well, God wants to me to do that. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do a Facebook page and I'm going to get a hundred women and I'm going to talk to them about what he's done for me, write to them, right? I never thought that I was going to be talking. So I did that and I got a hundred women the first day. Wow. And in two months I had 5,000 and then I started paying more attention. And I'm writing something every day since that day in 2016. If I go on a cruise or I left everything already um, scheduled or I do it, I, I don't never took a day off. Well, it sounds like you've been getting a really good reaction from the women. But I have to ask you, Betsaida, 
what has been the reaction from the men? Ah, curiosity. They are very curious. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the cats, like they want to know what's going on. <laughs> Since the very beginning, because we, we used to do a lot of, um, um, like, um, how do you, conferences for women. And mm-hmm. we, uh, we have a policy of no man allowed here. And they love that. They want to go. No, you're not coming here. This is just for women because it's different. When uh, this is not to get um, like a ministry to get together with somebody, mm-hmm. no. Right. Woman to relax, be yourself. And I know I have so many boyfriends in my life. Nobody has to explain this to me. When a man enters a room and there is a lot of a single woman, the in, the the ambience change. Mm-hmm. Or they, they are up, everybody wants to be beautiful. Yeah. He's going to get the man. Some of them are going to do that. So to avoid distractions, no men. But in, the, in social media, they still try. I have a, pi- a private group with um, 60,000 women and all the other ones that are um, regular um, followers. And they always try to get in there. And we can <laughs> allow them. So for example, if... if 200 women and write something. Oh, I like this pose. So then a man enters and say, hi, I block him. I'm famous for that. We are going to block him because he has nothing to do. Imagine that 200 women Mm -hmm. and then a man enter and put a hi, hi, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's very distracting. And so many people tell me, but side that would allow them. And I say, this ministry is not for men. I pray every day that God uses other um, channels for them. It's not going to be me. That is, that is using wisdom, especially with your ministry that you're, um, you know, that the Lord has given you. You really have taken very care of it, good care of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to ask you too, or I wanted to mention that I read that you're in your biography that you reach out to 70 countries worldwide via social media, through your blog, um, through your biblical study, and a podcast, international conferences, and videos. What has been the most um, popular social media strategy that you have used that people have, let's say, responded a lot better than any other? Facebook, the main page for Facebook it's been very popular for us. Okay. And one of the strategies that I use is that I, all my pictures, I took it myself. So if you see a picture that I put on my blog or on my Facebook, nobody else has it before because I took it with my two hands. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, um, and I do all the posts. I put a lot of effort so they get original content mm-hmm. and they get, oh, I never seen this before. And I write something fresh every day. It, it's been, it, it's a lot of work, but I don't mind it because God sent me to do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm just being obedient. And Amen. It's, it's working good. They are responding good. And it's amazing the amount of feedback that we receive on a single day. What country has been the most receptive to your ministry? Ecuador. You know that I, my, my, my life was very boring, you know, getting divorced, getting married, getting divorced, having kids, having crisis. And after the ministry, God has taken me to nine countries in 11 mission trips. I did that in two years. 
2018 and 2019. For me, that's amazing. For somebody, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I went to Ecuador in 2018, and the um, it's been it's the most country in where we have more groups. And why Um, do you think Ecuador? What makes that country different from any other country? At first, the, the people that took me were crew, CRU, Crusade, in, um, that ministry, Crusade. Okay. Took me there, and they had in one, in one spot 250 leaders from different denominations, like 10 different denominations. Well, what was 100 people in, in, in Guayaquil and 150 in Quito. So with that, Two conferences that I did there, we reached so many women. And then the women that were there were oriented to help other women already. So it was natural. I didn't know at that time that they started multiplicating the groups. So Ecuador is the, is, is the, the, the country where we have, it's been more receptive. For Their our- hearts. Their hearts are very open to the Lord. The leaders are very professional. You won't expect that looking from this side. Mm-hmm. You look at that and say, Ecuador, why? But it's been, it's been an amazing experience. Did you face some cultural challenges when you started this ministry? Because many cultures traditionally and the world does not want to see women single. They always want to marry them right away. Oh, my goodness. Not only when I started, every day. I have um, a group of intercessors just praying for opposition. They have every single day, they know that they have to pray for the ministry, for the opposition that we face. Because not only culturally, but religion, church. The media. Media, everybody. So they, they <laughs> you are incomplete. Right. Yeah. And then in, in, in Hispanic culture, we have a saying that say you are your half orange. It's, it's at least for Americans, like your, your other half. And I have it against the other half. You don't need another other half. You are complete. God made you complete. If you have a good husband, that's a blessing. If you don't have it. You don't depend on anybody. You depend on God always. So you are still complete. So the, my most famous blog is called, um, the equivalent in, in English is, um, a woman with a husband, you are a full orange. Because in Spanish, instead of the other half, you say, what is your half orange? It's like you're, you are missing something. And I'm telling them, you are not missing anything. So culturally, it's horrible. They call me all all type of names, religious people, they don't get it. But thanks, Lord, that we have the Bible to back all this up. Mm-hmm. And we have the history of in John 4 of the woman at the well. I'm glad that I didn't put this ministry in my name. It will, it will be worthless. My name doesn't <laughs> say anything. The Pride of Argus ministry, come on. I say thank you because that name he gave me. He gave it to me that same day. In, in, I never changed it, don't even a coma. Samaritana del Pozo from day one. Amen. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach, and I'm speaking with today's special guest, Bitsada 
Vargas, who is the founder and director of the nonprofit organization Samaritana del Pozo, which is dedicated to supporting, mentoring, inspiring, and evangelizing women without husbands, divorcees, widows, and single mothers. She is also the author of Six Promises of Restoration for Women Without Husbands, which includes books, videos, and training for the leader. She is also the author of two other self-published books called Never Again Will You Feel Alone and Mentoring for a Woman Without a Husband. Pizzada, do you think that this generation of women face similar struggles from the past generations, or is it different? And if so, in what way are they the same, or in what way are they different? Exactly. It's the same struggles. The more I read the Bible and I see their struggles, it's the same struggles as we are facing today. So nothing has changed. Well, we, we, we vote now, you know. Mm -hmm. We are in some leaders, leadership positions, but the essence of the, the woman, how society see us, Mm -hmm. It's a battle. We are still battling with this. Instead, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, he was in favor of women. He had Mary Magdalene with him. Facing mm -hmm. him everywhere. It's like, a, like his executive um, not, uh, secretary, somebody that was with him. You know, he met with a woman at the well. Mm -hmm. She had had five husbands and was living yeah. with, with a six without marrying. And he sent, and she, he was okay when she went and she evangelized other people and brought him to, to Jesus. So even with all that, that we are progressing, we are still facing so many challenges. That's what so many women are, they, they are in marriages, that they are being abused. You know, that many women are killed every day around the world because they stay there because they think that they have to have a husband. It's very, very sad. Yes. What has God been sharing with you about women in your uh, Bible uh, studies, in your Bible reading, or in your, in your prayers to him? Is there something different that he's sharing with you about women right now? It's all about leadership and multiplication. I didn't know to what, I'm just being honest with you. When I did all this, the Bible study of the Six Promises, I said, oh, this is all mine, and I'm going to give it around the world. I, and God has shifted me. He changed my, my heart completely. So this is not about me anymore. It, it really, it was about me like one day. <laughs> <laughs> about one day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's going to happen. So uh, it's about leadership. That's what I created, the Samaritana Army. That is a battalion, a whole bunch of women around the world that do the same thing that I do. So as right now, more than 1,000 women is more than that. You know what? I can't I can keep up. Seriously, I'm telling you. Like only today, like 30 more women um, joined the Samaritana Army to teach the, to teach the, the promises in their communities. Or now we are doing that also virtually via Zoom or, uh, you know, um, WhatsApp. So I have women, even in India. The other day I had a conversation with a pastor in India and we did it. 
and I send everything there and they are going to start. It's, it's amazing. We call that the Samaritan army. What God is, is, is telling me about woman is prepare them and send them because the Samaritana wasn't meant to do it alone. So we all are Samaritanas and we are all running to the villages to tell people the good news. Now, are the women like from India getting any opposition from, from India in itself, the country? Well, th- this pastor is a Christian pastor. And oh, okay. He's a new contact. I just had a conversation with him on Tuesday. So I went and I translated on my own Google the, in, in Hindi and I say, now he has it and he's helping me to uh, coordinate that everything, you know, it's, um, it's appropriate for them, for their culture. Mm-hmm. So they approve it and then from there we go. But we, they can use our in, uh, English materials. But this is what happened. This ministry is for all type of women. I ne- with women, I never had a problem. I have problem with pastors and with other people of authority that they don't accept this. It's a lot of opposition. But with women, uh-uh-uh. everywhere that we, we go or we show this, they are like, oh, how beautiful. And that's how I know that God gave me this. He gave me these six promises. I am sure that I didn't do it myself. And I, I, it happened with all races that I, that I, I encountered. It, it's, it's, not a, it's not a difference. They love it. Now, you talked about the six promises in your book. Yes. What is one of the promises that you can share? Give us a little nugget about one of the promises so that listeners can, be really, can really know about your book. And um, I'm, I'm really excited, and I just want to know. Yeah, these six promises are a Bible study. Okay. But they are the main, this is the core of our ministry. From there, we get everything else. We got, my two books has to be with the promises. The Bible study is the promises. And that's the tool that we have to share around the world. It's a booklet of 40 pages. We have it in Spanish. We have it in English. We have videos. We have PowerPoint. We have a school for leaders. So when a woman calls me from any part of the world, I want to be a leader. I want to be in the Samaritan army. I just send a link. And in there, she even have um, everything that she needs, the certificate for the woman. They have a poster. I, I want that to, to give it to them, like, please do it. So the resources are free? Are free in any wow. part the United States. Um, in here, we sell that in, for $5 each booklet. So. At Starbucks coffee, you know, that is five something. So I, it's not a big problem here. So we have it in Spanish. We have it in English. In every part of the world, we send it for free. And it's been a blessing. You know, when I started this, the ministry, somebody told me, no, no, you need to sell. You need to sell all this stuff. Well, I, I, I launched it on a Friday. On Monday, I went to a missions uh, retreat for people that do missions. And in there, they say, you don't sell anything. They were talking to me. I said, this whole thing is for me. You don't sell anything. The thing has to get to the countries. How, how are you going to get something? Mm-hmm. And they, there is no postal service in countries in Latin America that you can rely to send something. It's impossible. So as soon as I came back, I put everything digital. And I say, Lord, this is, you didn't tell me. Tell the six promises. You told me. 
spread the six promises. And that's what I've been doing. I'm doing okay. Everybody's doing okay. And they okay. are growing and growing. So the six promises. Yes. I'm going to tell them very quick. Yeah. You, never thought, you will forget bad experiences is the first. Second, you will never lack food. Third, God protects your home. Four, God is your husband. That means that is your representative. Five, you are justified in Christ. And number six, look to your future with confidence. Wow. And we have seven, the story is seven classes women get together. I started that um, in 2017 in my church. I started doing some uh, informal classes and people started asking me, can I do this in Peru? Can I do this in Chile? So immediately I reacted, started doing some um, flyers and then did a first booklet. And now we are on the second edition. What have been some recent testimonies of women who have been impacted by this, um, the six promises and that come to you and say something? Please share those, um, a testimony or two. You know what? I receive hundreds of those weekly. Wow. Blessing. But let me tell you one. I like yes. your favorite side. I was looking at your video of promise number two about you never will lack food. And I, we had in the quarantine, we had no food, this and that. And while I was looking at that, she said, the phone rang. I was from a restaurant in her, in her town. And they say, hey, somebody ordered breakfast for you and your kids. Go, come pick it up. And she said, I couldn't believe it. I never heard about this God promises. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching a video about God is going to provide for you. And some random restaurant called me. And she went and she said, she said, oh, this promise has to be true. You know, that kind of stuff, I get that so much, you know, oh. in every, every single day. So it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So you are in awe all the time because you get all those testimonies that, you know, you hear all those testimonies every day. Every day. Every That's day. amazing. Then, you know what? And people like, for example, a Mormon woman from Argentina say, hey, I'm a Mormon, but I watch your videos and I like you. Jehovah Praise was, the Lord. I, I went to, um, to Veracruz and a, a Jehovah Witness came and said, I'm here because I like you. And I, I know that your ministry accepts all kinds of women. So I'm here today. So that's what we want. We are for every woman, whomever needs to know about these promises, they can join. Bitsada, I also read about you taking women without husbands to a fun outing through a village to teach them a better way of life. Please share. Yes, that's, that's the, uh, my, my first book that is called um, You Will Never Feel Lonely Again. I describe that outing. It's like an excursion for mm -hmm. my husband. I took, I, it's like, um, like a story. I took 10 women in a bus, in a festive bus, through a village. Guess what? The village has six um, main um, important, like the, the, um, the, we have a well, we have a market, and in each stop, we learn something about God's promises. And the beauty of this is last year I was in Miami in um, a Christian convention and a lady, um, like 70 years old, very beautiful. She came and said, I'm here looking for books that I can convert into um, theater plays. 
And I say, look no more. That is mine. <laughs> and that in five minutes, I was going to talk in, in the front, in the public, about my book. And she was there. And when I finished, she said, I'm taking this to New York. Do you know who I am? And I say, no. And she said, I'm a doctor in theater, and I'm going to put this. Guess what? She sent the last week. No. I, I, I read the first draft, and I, cry, I, I don't cry a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I for two hours. I was crying and laughing. That is a reality. It's going to happen. It's, and it's so beautiful. That is, I cannot wait. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the women that are going to receive this. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's an evangelical thing. It's like, come on. We are taking to to, to the theater with your kids. We are going wow. in, a, in an outing to in a, in a excursion, but at the, in reality, we are talking about God promises. How beautiful is that? I can come up with that. God gave it to me. I'm telling you, I, 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 I create creativity. God that gave me that gift to be able to do all this, and He gave me that as a gift after the ministry. I wasn't like that before. So when he shared all these promises and, and showed you how to write the book or told you what to write in the book, did you reflect, at it, reflect on it and say something like, wow, you know, I need to, I should have done this or, or did you reflect on it or just question it or, or anything? What was your reaction? No, the six promises is the base of all artists. I used to work for social security and one morning happen in the office and you cannot come here for the next two hours so I stopped in a Panera and while there in 10 minutes I wrote those those um, pro- those promises and happens to be that after that women started to liken that on Facebook and I took a closer look and then I knew that God gave it to me they have they have it's, it's, it's amazing it's, they have an order they the more I look, I say, I, I know that he gave that to me. And it was meant to share. And then how women understand that and how they embrace that. You, you know, we have a problem. I have markets with names of our, with our brand in countries. Women love this. They, they want it. They are hands on. They see this mm-hmm. and they love this. Because it's a reflection of God's love for them. It's like Amen. really happened to them, the same that happened to me. So there is a woman in the Bible that Jesus mm-hmm. her, like her. He offered living water. She is like me. I can do this too. So the Samaritan army has been, has been a blessing for many, many women. Bitsada, how can people purchase this book? Or where can they go to purchase this book? to our website, samaritanadelpozo.com, or in Amazon. All our books are in Amazon. They, okay. they put promises for women with a husband and all the books in Spanish and English. Not the books, only in English, it's only the, the, the Bible study. But all the booklets are there. And in our website, they can see more information. How can a woman grow in her love for the Lord? It's important that they read the Bible because when people tell you it's not the same, they have to, they have to, like they say, but I never read the Bible. What I start, this is overwhelming. And I say, so get the Psalms, 
or one catch that I tell them all the time for somebody that never read the Bible mm-hmm. is, do you know, do you want to know how to get a good husband? Then read Ruth. And when they read that book, they say, oh, this is, this is the Bible. They then <laughs> start to love it. It's like, a, yeah, it's like that. Bible is for people, for normal people. So at the, be- the best way that a woman has to learn what God expects from them is, is about, is the Bible. If it's there, you follow that, you're going to be okay. Did you ever have any women that had a struggle in accepting one or two or any of the um, promises that you have in your book? Yes. Promise number four, that is God is your husband. People that don't know anything about the Bible, they say, oh, blasphemy. Jesus, Lord, how are you going to say that? <laughs> He's our husband. And I have to explain. That's what we call this is a representation, a companionship um, promise that is even good for men. I was in Mexico in a house one day, and they knew that was go- I was going to there to talk with women. It was a group. And a man say, I'm going to stay here. And I said, well, you want to hear all my promises for a woman with a husband? <laughs> That night, after we finished, he sent me a message via Facebook. Hey, sister, he put, thanks to you, I learned today that I also have a husband. <laughs> From before, God is your husband. That's for everybody. It's, yeah. for it's, it's a metaphor. It's for God's, um, for everybody, men or women, and that means that it represents you. But some women that they don't know, so I explained, hey, what this means it's not a, a the love that we know. It's about companionship and that God represents you. And how do they uh, how do they accept your explanation? Very good. When I explain okay. and they okay. read the whole entire um, Bible Bible passage, they they get it. Oh, okay, okay. But that's the only one that they give me some trouble. What about your family? What do they think about? what you're doing, your ministry, and what the Lord has done in your life. What do they say to you, and what do they think about it? Amazed. Like, my, my let's start with my husband. When I was <laughs> the church, innocent, you know, innocent, like, oh, I'm taking her to church, but he wasn't expecting something like this. So now I'm all over, and it's, it's amazing. When I told him that I was going to leave my job to do all this full time, he wasn't in... You know, he didn't want it. Even when I say I'm doing the ministry, he said, don't do that. You're not going to earn anything. My mom, that is still a Catholic, she said, oh, don't, don't get bothered by that. Go travel and have a good life. So my family has come to respect what I do. My daughter, that is my mother, that I use her for everything, to, for the pictures and everything. She's 25 and she's like, she cannot close her mouth. I surprise or what God has done. She saw me have three husbands. Her father is one of them. So she lived with me all those horrible stuff. And now she say how God, this, how God turned all this around since we started going to church and since I got a Christian husband. It's like the day and night. And my son that already um, is, grow, is, grow, is growing with this, he loves the Samaritana. He, he's like, he's, we are amazed how God can use regular people. I'm just a regular, imperfect person. And God, God still has managed to use me. You know what? In this family, we have four different last names. 
my husband has his last name. I have my own last name. And my two kids are from different fathers. So we are the family Arroyo Vargas Cinturón Zapata. That's in, in anybody's mind, that's a dysfunctional, horrible, terrible family ever. And we are a family trying to do the best that we can because Amen. God is giving us good stuff. Amen. Now, do you share a little bit about that, um, what you just shared with me to the women when you um, have Bible studies or when you're with a large group of women? Do you share anything about your past? Totally. I'm very open and very natural, and I also teach my leaders, the ones that are doing the same as me, to be open and honest. You cannot impact anybody. You cannot serve of influence to anybody, trying to become, oh, I'm perfect, and I'm teaching mm-hmm. how to do good things. That's not. They know that I have a lot of boyfriends in my life, that I have three husbands, that I live with my four husband, and they accept me like that, like, wow, and God still uses you. (laughs) Psalm 40, 1, 2, 3, say that. And people will look at you and be like, seriously? And then they believe. It's part part of the ministry. My testimony is part of my ministry. And also, because I use my own experiences, they they came to me and shared whatever. You have no idea all the stuff that they share with me. Sometimes my daughter helped me with the messages, and she said, why they are telling you all that private stuff? And I said, because they trust me. You be quiet. Mm-hmm. And let's respond and delete that. Mm-hmm. Because they, are, they feel comfortable because I have a, a very complicated past. Now, is there a particular scripture that has helped you in your life so much that you held inside your heart and you just always repeated it because it gave you so much strength? Psalm 40, 1, 2, 3. You, I, I, you can, wanna, can you read it? Yes, let me find it in the, in the, you. In the Bible story in the last page. Because this is what I want God to do with everybody. He did it with me. We, I call that the rescue. Look, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set mm. my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Beautiful. That's what happened to me all the time. People say, really? Oh, so then he can use me too. Or my life can change. And I think that in that regard, it's worth all the stuff that I endure in my life. That I can, and now I, I recall that with a smile and doesn't bother me anymore. But it was a lot. Beitzada, please take a minute or two to speak honestly to the thousands of women who are listening now, speak from your heart about something the Holy Spirit has put in your heart to share with them today and what he has been revealing to you from your prayers and Bible study. You know what? God wants women to know that regardless of their past, they can use all that to help other people. There is no way that we can be good Christians just by going on Sunday 
uh, with our Bibles, like I used to do, very beautiful with my Bible, sat in the last um, um, chair. And from there, I went to a restaurant and say that I was a Christian. God wants more from women to support each other. If you are already a Christian and you are listening to me, you have to get your hands involved with other women to teach them, to be a mentor, to help them. And to all those women that are new um, to church or they want um, a God, God calling them, they, they feel like, like they felt something is going on, but they don't know how they have to reach to somebody. Reach ministry, they can call me, they can call you, anybody. And, and send a message and say, hey, I would like to know more about how being a Christian is. And, but, but it's that God wants women to help each other. We cannot continue competing like crazy mm-hmm. inside the churches, inside the churches. It's, it's um, debilitating. We need to be better. I love churches when I go that they have these discipleship groups of women and they are there. They, it, churches are beautiful places, you know, when they have fellowship like that. And all women, they should have a group like that where they can go and they can belong to, even if that group is virtual in this time of coronavirus. Amen. Beitzada, is there something that we did not cover in regards to your book or your ministry that um, it is important to share? Well, any pastor that is listening to us today from any part of the world, if they send me an email, um, info at samaritanadelposo.com, I know that this, nom- this name is too long, but um, if you look for me on Facebook, Samaritana, like Samaritan with an A-D-L-P-O-Z-O, you're going to find us everywhere. And from there, they can um, send me a message. I will send all the materials, not in the United States or Puerto Rico, but anywhere in the world for free. I send you a link. You print one you need there. And I'm here always on WhatsApp or Messenger or anything, anywhere else to support them. So there is so many women that need to hear this. And the people that has the power to implement, to implement this, I beg them every day to get along with this. This is a neutral material. It's not, it doesn't have any, any religious stuff on it. Any denominational, denomi, any, it's non-denominational. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can use it. And it's very, um, very simple, very transparent, very good for women. So they can use it for free. So in the United States, they do the same procedure and they buy um, the, um, the booklets on Amazon on our, our website. Wow. Thank you so much, Beitzada, for sharing your testimony today and for helping me exalt the Lord through your testimony and what the Lord has done in your life and the ministry he's given you and the thousands of women that um, are just changing and for... For Christ. I mean, you're changing the face of the generation of women. One Their spiritual five, lives. 1.5 million women. See what, what we write every, every month on Facebook alone. Wow. And what is the best way to get a hold of you? Is it through email? Yeah, I can give you also my phone number in case because some people can get the name. Okay. So uh-huh. it, our area code is plus one 
717-858-9704. Can you repeat that one more time, please? 1217-858-9704. Beitzada, can you just give me the honor to just pray and end the program, please? For whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for. I told you that my, my main language is Spanish, so I will do my... Do it in Spanish. Spanish, and then I will end in English. Okay, okay. so I'm in Spanish then. Yes. Okay. Gracias, Señor. Te damos gracias por esta noche, Padre Santo. Por esta oportunidad, Señor, de compartir tu palabra con mi hermana Marina, Señor. Agradezco, Señor, que este programa, que lo vean en las naciones, Señor, que las mujeres se motiven, Padre, a seguirte a ti. Que los pastores, Señor, tengan un... un un llamado, Señor, una aceptación de un material como este, Señor, para que pueda esto expandirse a través del mundo. Señor, todo lo que hacemos, lo hacemos por ti. Lo hacemos porque tú dividiste mi vida en dos el día que te conocí, Señor. Y yo quiero transferir eso a millones de mujeres en el mundo. Para que las mujeres sepan que antes de ti es una cosa y después de ti es otra. Padre, cubre a cada mujer que no tiene marido, Señor, en este mundo. En medio de esta pandemia, Señor, provee lo que sea que ellas necesitan, Señor, para que ellas sepan que dependen de ti, no dependen del gobierno, no dependen de un virus, no dependen de un esposo, Señor, dependen únicamente de ti. Provee, Señor, milagrosamente. Te pido que protejas este ministerio de la hermana Marina, Señor, que le prospere, que le muestres a ella el camino, que le provea, Señor, lo que ella necesita para que este ministerio continúe prosperando, Señor. Te pedimos todo esto en tu santo nombre. Amén. Amén. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for bringing Beitzada to share her testimony and to share how you have blessed her life and ministry, Lord, and how you are using her to bless thousands of women worldwide, Father God. I pray that this testimony through the radio sound waves, Father God, will reach those unreached places, Father God, and that will cause a a hunger for you, Lord, and a call for you, Lord. May those women just call your name, just say your name, because we know that there is power in the name of Jesus. I pray that you continue to bless her and guide her in raising up a generation of women warriors for you, Lord, that will transform their families, their communities, this world to love and worship you and radically live for you for generations to come. Expand her territory of influence to reach other countries where women desperately need you, Lord, and you know where those countries are, Father God. Place the hedge of protection around her ministry, around her family, around her and wherever she goes, Father God. In Jesus' name, we pray and say, Amen. Faith City Outreach can be heard daily, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Arizona time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Faith City Outreach thanks Global Women Christian Chamber of Commerce Embassy and Four Winds Ministries for being supporters. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord.
You have been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. That email again is fcoprogram at gmail.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The music used in this broadcast is used courtesy of Zapswat.com.